today on Learn Me Something. The Spotlight Effect. Versus. James and the Giant Trip. Josiah, question. Yeah. Have you seen that mysterious monolith thing going around? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like a giant symmetrical metal pillar thing that's like 12 feet <gasps> tall. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. That they like found in the desert? Yeah, this is the hot news of the week. Have you researched that at all? Uh, well, I looked into it because I was wondering if it would be good for just a topic, and there wasn't really much there. But oh. if you don't know what it is, to the people listening, basically out in like Utah, I think, in the middle of nowhere, there's a helicopter flying over, and they looked down, and they said, wait, what in the what is that thing? And so they went down there and checked it out, and there's this monolith, this giant metal shiny monolith, just like planted in the ground, and nobody knows how it got there, and it was illegal for some reason to put there, but nobody knows why it was there. This was like a couple weeks ago. But as of this morning, uh, it just disappeared. Like, they don't know where it went, but as mysteriously as it arrived, it just is gone now. No one knows why. Mm. I have a theory. Yeah, hit me. Banksy. No, not Banksy. Some other <laughs> artist. I think it's an art installation, and someone mm. is about... It's about aliens, or it's a social experiment. A social experiment about alien art. Yeah, or it's, it's about how alien art is not taken seriously. <laughs> okay, well, I, that's all I had. I think we got this episode figured out. Mark my words. Once I figure it out, figure it out. You can come back and listen to this. That's what it'll be. Uh, yep. Episode 13. Yes. Uh, if you're a first-time listener, first of all, welcome. What a wonderful episode to join for the first time. But if you're a first-time, basically this podcast is a competitive podcast where we both bring a topic to the table, present it to each other, and then the listeners vote on our social media or on the link below who had the better topic. The loser of each episode has to do a punishment. Did I get all that right? Yep. And uh, Caleb lost the last episode, and the punishment was he had to yeah. learn how to read Korean. Not necessarily learn to speak or, like, uh, understand any of it, but you just have to <laughs> know what sound the the characters make. <laughs> I, I saw the video that you posted, and it was so... <laughs> it just it was like learning watching someone learn how to read. It was, like, kind of inspiring. <laughs> just, like, you're just taking your time, trying really hard. But I had no idea what you were saying. Um, oh, and yeah, and we apologize neither. if there's any Korean speakers out there. We apologize if Caleb said something offensive on accident. Yes, I'm, <laughs> I mean no <laughs> offense, but I also didn't know what I meant at all at the time. <laughs> as, I mean, as far as punishments go, it was kind of a fun one. I mean, it really is, after looking into it, one of the easiest alphabets, or if you can even call it that, to learn. Basically, there's 11-ish symbols and each of them represent a sound, and then you can add something to some of them, and that makes it make a different sound. So, like, D is like a rectangular-looking C in English. Mm -hmm. So when you see one of those, it says it's a D. But then when you put a line through the middle of it, it becomes a T. So stuff like that. And then, like, mm. the B looked like a bucket. So it's easy to remember because it's like B for bucket. You get it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and they, they build, like, 
the words are kind of like groups of letters, not like a string of letters, right? Like sometimes yeah. they stack and stuff. I felt, I mean, it definitely felt a little punishing instead of doing whatever I wanted to just be sitting like by myself <laughs> in the living room trying to learn how to do this for literally <laughs> no reason. But it did make me feel kind of cool because it looks so symboly, like it's so different from the linear approach that the English alphabet has. Like it, it felt cool for me that I could look at a group of what looks like hieroglyphs to me and be able and to like decipher translate it. Not what they mean, but what they sound like <laughs> at least. Yeah, which is which is a far more useful, far more useful exactly. way to. <laughs> Exactly. Who needs to know meaning these days? Uh, but yeah, part of the punishment was uh, that I had to read something and post a video of me reading it. So since we're just past Thanksgiving, I figured I would uh, do a little Christmas thing. So I posted that. Our social media is Learn Podcast. I posted that on our Instagram. You can check that out if you're interested. Uh, I also found the literal English translation of the Korean version, kind of funny. I was, I was wondering what that was. So, yeah. So, the song I read was the Korean version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. But the translation back is something like, oh, what is it? It's like, don't cry, don't cry. Yeah, do not cry, do not cry. <laughs> Santa doesn't, uh, Santa give no gift to kids who cry or something. <laughs> and uh, the Grammar didn't work out either in the literal translation. <laughs> I did scroll down. And I was like, wait, that doesn't Gets make sense. the message sense. across. <laughs> <laughs> don't cry. If you cry, you don't give gifts. <laughs> don't get gifts. Anyway, okay. yeah. Uh, so as far as punishments goes, it was kind of a funny one, honestly. Yeah, I, it made me laugh when I watched it. Do you... Do you know enough of it that you can kind of retain some of it for a while, do you think? Or are you pretty much just going to forget it? <laughs> I think so. It it really is not too complicated. Like a straight line going up is an E vowel. And you know it's an E because it's straight up like a tree. The, ah, the website tree. that I read really helped me. Yeah. Yeah. And then if the line is horizontal, then it's U because it's horizontal like a brook uh like a uk oh (laughs) right right and then if you add so it's all about adding little lines if you add a little line then the uh becomes an o or the e becomes an a that kind of thing so that part was a little bit of a learning curve Mm -hmm. uh but it really wasn't too bad cool i uh yeah, I think that's funny, and I'm glad you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should try it out. I think you'd probably enjoy it. It literally took like 20 minutes, and I was like, okay, I got this. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's probably why the video I posted was so bad, because right. I didn't spend more time on it. I probably right. could have done better. But yeah. There Eventually, you, you can just like read a newspaper just out loud, make people think you're multilingual (laughs) i did so the part of the the rules for the punishment were to just read something i did look up korean news and i couldn't figure out how to translate it back into english and so i just got too nervous i was like 
Oh, I have yeah. no idea what this could be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it could be some horribly sad event that happened, and I'm just reading it like it's a joke. Yeah, yeah. So I went the Santa Claus route. You can yeah, never go wrong just... with the Santa Claus route. Right. Um, okay, and uh, if you're new, we usually play a game to decide who goes first, who presents their topic first. And yep. uh, so I think what we've decided is... We're going to have like 10 seconds and we each have to find the most interesting thing that we can. And then uh-huh. whoever has the most interesting thing gets to choose who goes first. Is that my understanding correctly? Yep. 10 seconds. Go to wherever you want in that time. Grab something that you think will be the most interesting. Bring it back. We'll decide what works, what wins. And then that person gets to choose. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one, go. Go. Uh, uh, okay, three, two, one, time. Okay. That was funny. Uh, I grabbed two things and uh huh. I have to decide which one's more interesting. Okay, I've decided. I'm getting rid of the Bob Ross coloring book. Okay. <laughs> so you go first then. What is the item you've brought to the table? Okay. I have this thing that my mom got for me when she went to Uganda, and it's a knife. Yeah. It's, yeah, I have one of those. Or I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because your dad went on the same trip, I think. Yeah. It's like a... So when it, when the knife is in its little sheath thing, it just looks like, I, <laughs> I don't know, like a piece of wood that's been carved. Cylinder of wood, yeah. And the top is carved like a, it's like a woman's face. And then uh, it, the bottom of the chin is a nice little finger hold. Yeah, of course. And then you kind of pull it out of its round sheath. Ding! And then it's like a and, cool uh, knife. I forgot about that. Kind of interesting. Oh, man, that... Makes me feel nostalgic. I used to have kind of a variety of things that my parents got me from different countries, like on a shelf. But uh, I've since moved like 43 times, and I don't know where all that stuff (laughs) is anymore. Okay, you ready for my item? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I present to you a painting of the Dunder Mifflin office of the television show The Office, if you've ever heard of it. Uh, that my wife Mallory painted at a painting with a twist event with some friends. That's awesome. So there you have it. She'd probably be not super excited that I showed you that. She came home and was (laughs) like, well, it's not very good. And I was like, I'm hanging that up forever. (laughs) (laughs) That's going on the front door. So uh, the thing we didn't talk about when we decided on this little game is how we decide which one is more interesting. Should we just come to a mutual agreement? Yeah, um, and we'll try not to be biased, which I think is impossible. Yeah. But uh, what do you think? I would say for nostalgia's sake and also the culture it brings, I would vote (laughs) for the knife. (laughs) Okay, I was going to vote for yours. Oh, so uh, yeah, that's kind of a twist. That's like the opposite of how you'd expect it to go. Wait, can we call someone? 
I'll I'll go uh, I'll go ask Chaz. I'm gonna go ask my uh, roommate. Okay, sounds good. BRB. <laughs> oh man, we do a lot of interesting things on this podcast. Um, yeah. So Chaz is Josiah's roommate and also one of my good friends. Um, knowing Chaz, he probably won't pick my thing just because. I think he finds it funny to go against me. Um, yes. So there you have it. Uh, okay, I'm back. He's returned. Um, so I asked an impartial third party, and they said that the knife was more interesting. All right. Well. Sorry, Mallory. I think your painting is interesting. <laughs> Stabbed in the back with your own knife, but uh, I'll, I'll accept the... I accept the terms of the game. Okay. That's very gracious of you. <laughs> uh, I think I will go first. <clears throat> Please do. Bring it, sis. I think I'm going to have you go first. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had a reversal in an episode before. Is that allowed? Uh, sure. I mean, you're the winner of the game. You can decide. Okay, Josiah. Um, so I've been I've been bringing a lot of longer topics to the table, and I thought I'd shorten it up a little bit. And okay. um, I really wanted to just kind of bring something that would help people a little bit, uh, a little bit like the Huga episode. You know, something to take home and yeah. get a little yeah. bit better. Um, and this topic I thought would also kind of maybe help people take a little bit pressure off, maybe de-stressify a little bit loosen up, be a little bit more confident. Um, so that's my goal, and I hope to achieve that in this topic. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let me ask you something really fast. Have you ever experienced a time where, I don't know, let's just say you're out in public and something just kind of feels off, like on your person? Like, you know, your favorite sweatshirt isn't feeling right or something, or I don't know, you feel like you've got bad breath or something and you just feel off. You ever experienced that? Um, I don't. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, my favorite sweatshirt feeling off. I'm, I don't know it... if that's happened, but I have had bad breath before. Have you ever, here, here, let me ask a different way. Have you ever had something okay. that has kind of, you've, you're out in public and it's kind of stayed on the forefront of your mind and it just kind of messes with oh. your day? Sure. And you're just thinking about it a lot? Yeah. And it just kind of interrupts your vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Good. Throws well, off the groove. Yeah. I'm glad because a, for a second there, I was worried that you were going to say you haven't and that was going to throw everything off. <laughs> I that would throw off your vibe. <laughs> that did throw off my vibe. Uh, so everybody <laughs> has this feeling uh, pretty frequently, and it's not great. It kind of leads to stress, can lead to some social anxiety, um, confidence, lower self-esteem, all the things, these things, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All of this stems from something, which is my topic of the of today, called the spotlight effect. Have you ever heard of this? Hmm. Mm -mm. 
Well, good. That makes it more fun to learn you something yes, when you haven't been learned it first. <laughs> so the spotlight effect is really interesting. And it, I, I, I don't know, it interested me because it makes sense. And I don't know why I haven't really considered it before. Uh, but it kind of opened my eyes, and so I'm excited to share that with you. So the spotlight effect, without further ado, is a form of confirmation bias where we vastly overestimate how much attention other people are paying to us. So basically, it's mm. in the name. We think we've got this spotlight on us, and everything that happens to us or anything embarrassing we th- we do or anything that makes us oh, self-conscious, okay. everyone else okay. is seeing those things too. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is Just to be clear, is confirmation bias when you like find out something, like an answer to an opinion you have that matches your own, and then you, you, tr- base, you like only listen to the opinions of those that match yours? Yeah. So it's basically the bias that your own mind has um, that kind of confirms what you already believe. So just what you said. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, Okay. That's a more. Yeah. So for this, that's a better way to put it for this, for confirmation bias in this sense, it's saying that because you are self-conscious about things or you're nervous about something or um, you're focused on something, that that means everybody around you is also okay. focused on those same things and noticing those same things. Okay, yeah. Which all of this, <laughs> I've not done a good job so far of making this, like, optimistic. But, well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> here's some examples, and then I'll, we'll make it better. Uh, for, okay. for example, like, having your fly down you know, and someone tells you about it and that just ruined your day and you're so embarrassed and like you're dwelling on it, yeah. right? There's an example of okay, like they just told you your fly was down and then moved on, probably forgot about it. But you, yeah, with your spotlight effect and your confirmation bias are saying, oh, they are just sitting there thinking about how embarrassing that is that my fly was down, right? That kind of thing. They're just yeah. They're just thinking how dumb I am, and then everybody else earlier that day is probably still laughing about it. <laughs> exactly, telling everybody else. Another popular one would be like a bad hair day, which I know you or I wouldn't experience this as much um, with shorter <laughs> to limited hair. I'll say, <laughs> uh, but uh, ha- since it doesn't really apply to us, I, anyone who heard it understands. Let's we'll go with like bad clothes. Like you're wearing clothes and you just feel like you don't look great in them. Does that make like have you felt that before? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so you go around and your self confidence is shot, your esteem is shot for the day because you're like, man, everyone thinks that I just don't look very good today. When in reality, uh-huh. nobody notices, right? Cares. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So other ones, it actually can switch. Um, so there's some. Ev- Plenty of evidence to show the opposite side of, like, if you wore designer clothes, you spent a ton of money on clothes, you think it looks, yeah. uh, makes you look amazing, people probably won't really notice unless they are, like, uh-huh. attracted and or obsessed with you um, to begin with. Right. Basically, 
Yeah. So the, it, it, there are two two uh, two sides ends to the spectrum. Like, yeah, one where you you think you're all that, and one where you you don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, this is interesting because I've never thought about this kind of thing before. Basically, we see everything and experience everything only through our eyes, which means that in a real sense, everything in our little personal reality revolves around us in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, we live like an egocentric lifestyle where we're kind of the center of whatever's going around just because that's how it works. Um, and, and so what we do is we anchor other people's perspectives to ours. Does that make sense? So we've got an opinion, mm-hmm. we've got a thought or a belief of what's happening, and then everyone around us, we tell ourselves they have those same things. So if you're embarrassed about something or nervous about something, yeah, then they're noticing that too, and it makes everything worse. Yep. Mm-hmm. The reality is, and this, is, this has been tested, which is kind of exciting, that people notice and care about the things that we're worried about or self-conscious about way less than we do. (laughs) Like all these things that we get so kind of worked up about, they just don't care. Like it's, they don't even notice half the time. Um, And the reason I picked this topic is because I'm just trying to free some people from their own minds this episode, you know? Like, stop going out there and being so freaked out about all the little things when it's okay and no one noticed anyway. Yeah. And not that they don't care, but they don't care. Uh, yeah, when I say... You know. <laughs> for totally, my dude. No, when I say... <laughs> when I say they don't care, that is referring more towards, like, if you did something embarrassing and you think it's, like, the end of the world, everyone else is like... Yeah, I've stuttered before. Like, I've messed up a sentence or I've yeah. tripped yeah. and fallen on my face or whatever. Uh, they just, they don't care. So I mentioned tests. Um, there's been quite a few tests. I wrote a couple of them down. Um, the most interesting one is from 2000, the year 2000. I've been there. Um, oh, wait, that's nice. 3000. <laughs> I've it's not I've been to the year two thousand. It's three thousand. Oh, is that a song? Have you heard that song? I don't think so. Oh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> Holy cow. Man, you know music. Oh he's just I can't believe it. He's just dwelling on how embarrassing that joke bomb was. <laughs> um anyway. Wait, what what is it? Who's it by? I don't even know. I literally know that one part of it. it. Oh, it looks like it's by the Jonas Brothers. Oh, yeah, exactly. Everybody who's anybody knows the Jonas Brothers. Oh, you're right. It is an old... Now coming back to me. It is an old Jonas Brothers song. That is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> okay, uh, back to the tests. Anyway, this is this is good, like... Uh, practical examples. Yeah, exactly. Um, so nice job working that in. Yeah, I did that on purpose, really, because I knew you wouldn't yeah. know Jonas Brothers, and I wanted to be embarrassed. <laughs> uh, so for the for this test, um, which this test made me laugh because it's just weird. Uh, so they got 
uh, it's 2000. They get a bunch of students to come in, and they get one student who's kind of the test. Um, they At a time, they do this with multiple students. One student at a time, they have them make a prediction of if you wear this super embarrassing shirt, how many people are going to notice. And so the average at the end of all these students was about 50%. That's what they thought. So this, they wore this embarrassing shirt into like a classroom with a bunch of other students who didn't know about the test. Um, and uh, the article I read literally said it was a cringy Barry Manley shirt. So I guess just a picture of his face on there. Um, it's humiliating and so cringy. <laughs> I can't imagine. But uh, I guess what's on the shirt doesn't matter. They thought that 50% of people were going to notice uh, when in reality, only about 25% actually noticed what was on his shirt. And then from hmm. that, even less of those people were like, oh, that's embarrassing, right? They just noticed, but yeah. Ha- yeah, already half of what your expectation is, is gone of like the people you think are notice. Um, yeah. Then they did the same test again. Uh, with a non-cringy shirt, which this was funny too. It was a shirt with a picture of Bob Marley's face on it. Like, who gets to decide what's embarrassing and what's not embarrassing on these shirts? <laughs> mm, Bob Marley is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Uh, so they did the same thing, same results. They expected a prediction, or they predicted fifty percent of people would notice, uh, and it was actually even less. Only about, in reality, only about ten percent of people actually noticed um what was on the shirt so uh, it's tests to show kind of this effect of you think everybody's staring at you and seeing every little thing but in reality everyone else just has their own spotlight on them and they're all worried Mm -hmm. about that so no one's really looking at each other um okay one more test i'm actually going to do right now uh, so I just turned my camera off. We're FaceTiming right now. I just turned my camera Uh-oh. off. Can you tell me anything about my appearance that was off? Uh, okay, the only thing that I saw was that you were wearing a, a green hat with a lamp post on it. Uh-huh. Um, that's it. this is this is a good idea i'm really curious yeah so oh this is this is really fun i'm i'm glad i thought of this so i'm gonna turn my camera back on in a second i didn't change anything and okay to give you listeners reference we've been talking for like an hour and 15 minutes now over facetime uh and it's been like that the entire time. So I adjusted two things about myself, both that what ha- are driving me crazy and have been like the whole episode I've just felt off or the whole time we've been talking because these things aren't normal. And uh, but it just goes to show other people don't even notice. So I'm going to turn my camera on. And I'll tell you what the, they are. So the first one. Wait, let me see. Let me see if I can guess. OK, yeah. Is your, like, collar tucked in or something? What if I guess it and it's, like, not? Yeah, so the first thing that I changed about myself was that I buttoned. I've got a little, like, half button-up shirt, and I buttoned the wrong buttons in. So my collar has been 
off balanced, like one button too high for this entire oh, time. Yeah. And it's been driving no me crazy, <laughs> but Josiah, who I've been talking to one-on-one, didn't notice. The other thing, which was more uh, or less noticeable, but something that always drives me crazy on a day-to-day, is my hat is off balance. So it's, it's okay. crooked, which I can now fix that, which feels much better. Yeah. I did just notice that, but only because I was looking for stuff to notice. <laughs> So there you go. There is your little learn me something proven test that this spotlight effect of things that you think are a big deal, no one else is even looking at. Or I'm just not very perceptive. <laughs> that is a fact. But it's... Pre- no, that's just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that's that's kind of cool. I, yeah, I had no idea. I wouldn't have guessed. And I, the the reason I bring all this up is because for people... I mean, I don't get stressed out or anxious as often, but for people who are so like more concerned about how they appear in public or how people are seeing them or perceiving them, that kind of thing, I just wanted to do this topic to let you know that you can kind of like take the pressure off a little bit. You can take the load off and know that all these little things like you've got a pimple or your last haircut wasn't as awesome or your shirt doesn't fit right anymore. Whatever it is, like most people aren't even going to notice. They're just going to be too worried about what everyone else is thinking of them. <laughs> That's just this whole circle. Yeah. This also applies to uh, another concept called the illusion of transparency, which is probably could be a whole learn me something topic on its own. Um, but just mm-hmm. to give a, a like a brief summary. It's just the idea or the belief that other people can be able to see what you're feeling and what you're thinking and what you believe. Oh, yeah. Like the yeah. illusion that they just get that. It's, it's also like you could consider it mind reading, the expectation that someone else could just see into your mind and see, you know, the things that you're feeling. Um, so the same spotlight effect is big here too. Like if you're having a rough day and you're really frustrated that someone's treating you a certain way, even though you're having this rough day, like they're joking around too much or being too loud. It's, you get so focused on that, but I mean, they can't see inside your head. They have no way of knowing how you're actually feeling unless you give them clear signs or tell them or say, I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can relate to that one. I've just, thought that before. Like, oh, everybody just is thinking about how, <laughs> how uh, I don't know, insert emotion right. I am right now. But yeah, that, that, that's interesting. Or like when you're, when you're kind of down or even just tired, but trying to be upbeat in the social environment and lighthearted. Yeah, yeah. The whole time you're like, oh, they probably think that I'm so like grumpy right now. When in reality, people mm-hmm. are like, man, look at this stain on my shirt. Everyone's looking at this. <laughs> yeah. Something I think of is like in high school when we had to do speeches, I was like for days leading up to it, I, would, I was just like so stressed and like yeah. uh, stomach butterflies. And then I'd like look around the class and everybody is like, 
doing fine. I'm freaking out. And I <laughs> right. And everybody's like, they don't care. But I'm sure it was like that for a lot of people. In their heads, they're all going, oh, everybody looks so good. Look at Josiah. He looks yeah. so put together and I'm freaking out. Yeah. I even I even remember after I did a speech, I was like, oh, that was so horrible. And I was, I was like stressed and like had a hard time thinking of what to say next. And, and the kid sitting next to me was like, no, I thought yours was really good. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. that actually, that leads me to my final point, actually, of it relates with memories. So we all know the feeling of holding on to like embarrassing, th- you know, the things that you're about to yeah, fall yeah. asleep and then you wake up in a cold sweat. Like, I can't believe I did that in fifth grade. Um, uh-huh. And all those things, it's just like, man, nobody who saw that. Unless it's something huge like, hey, remember when I set your car on fire on accident? Yeah. Or, you know, something like that. Yesterday. N- yeah. 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 Nobody's going to remember the time you tripped or had a stain on your shirt or messed up a speech. Like, just nobody remembers. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of uh, almost prideful to think that other people are are thinking about you. <laughs> the whole time? You're yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like you got to keep your pride in check. Yeah, you like, really do. Yeah. It's a it's an interesting concept. Um, okay, last thing, and then I'll be done, is just what do we do? I wrote down a couple things that might help get rid of this a little bit and kind of let go of some of the stress and pressure of being good in public or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the first thing I said is just make it common. So understand that every other person is also pretty much doing the same thing. Unless you're a Learn Me Something listener and have a thorough understanding of how the spotlight effect works. Um, <laughs> which, leads, which leads me to the second point that you can do is just know that the spotlight exists. If you know the concept and you know it's it. there, then you can kind of catch it before it starts messing with your head. Um, the way I've been seeing it since researching it is that everybody has a spotlight or like the spotlight on you exists, but everyone else is just on a completely different stage. Like they're not even watching you. They're too worried thinking that they're being the main act and the main character of whatever Mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. Um, so just acknowledge that it's there and that it's not real. Like if you've got a stain or your fly was down and that was embarrassing, just be like, man, I bet that in 30 seconds, nobody will remember that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, then two more. Next one, just be confident. No one notices stuff unless it's a naturally observant person or someone that's really enjoys people watching. If, unless you're hanging out with Sherlock Holmes, just like they're not going to notice. Just be confident. Even on the off days when you don't think you look the prettiest, Josiah. Yeah, which, I mean, happens a lot, but I don't look the prettiest. <laughs> even even if, like, people notice, there's a very rare chance that they're going to remember in the even, like, later that day. Yeah, because they're is, too focused on themselves. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing, let go of the memories. So all the things that, like make you kind of stress out again that happened four years ago nobody remember remembers them so you don't have to either (laughs) just 
Let it fade. Let it go. Um, and there you have it. That is the spotlight effect and how to stop it from happening to you so that you can li- live a more chill life, just like <laughs> Bob Marley. Oh, nice. Nice callback. Thanks. <laughs> that That's very wholesome and helpful topic. Mm. And combine that with a little bit of hygge, and you are in good shape mm. for the New Year's, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you, if you haven't listened to the Huga episode, go back to episode 11, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. 11. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, I kind of want to do like a, a little test this week and like put my hoodie strings way uneven. Oh yeah. Actually, I, I, I've done this once actually. I, I kind of like doing stupid stuff like this. Uh-huh. Um, I remember once I had a, a long sleeve shirt, one, sleeve was rolled up and one was rolled down and i was gonna wait to see if anyone would say anything about it and Uh nobody did after like talking (laughs) to i don't know 20 or 30 people yeah it's interesting how little people notice oh here's that reminds me of another funny thing uh this last week i was faced so i'm in texas my mom went to Wyoming for Thanksgiving, and so my dad stayed in Montana. But we had, like, a group FaceTime, so we were all on a different screen. And at one point, my dad said that he pretended to be frozen for, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> like, he just stopped talking and stopped moving his face at all and just kind of <laughs> sat there. And none of us even noticed. We were just talking. And then he was like, well, thanks, guys. Now I know no one's looking at me. <laughs> That's funny. There you have it. Spotlight Now effect. that I'm like aware of it and thinking about it, I'm going to test it. I'm going to do my own little test this yeah, week. Yeah. Please report back next episode with that. That's interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll be thinking about that this week and testing it mm. and reporting back with my findings. Okay. Uh, I Before I start, I kind of want to say we kind of have our own little segments that we tend to to go into and I feel like you go into psychology a lot uh-huh. and and like how people behave and how brains work and stuff and uh I think I <laughs> I've been going into like geography and uh travel and stuff mm. you know it's just kind of interesting to see to see the the types of things that we that we like talking about there's definitely like trends I think yeah. I'm going to surprise you next. Well, uh, next week's the themed episode, which we'll discuss at the end. The w- episode after yes, that, though, I'm going to surprise you. Okay. Do something. <laughs> <laughs> we each have to do something that we think the other person would do. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. That's kind of a fun challenge. Interesting. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, uh, this week for my topic, I'm going to be talking about James Holman. Um, and he's he was a world traveler. Okay. He he's British. He lived in. He was born. Uh, he's ten years younger than America. Wow! So nice. uh, 1786 was when he was born. Um, he's in the military, and that's kind of the beginning of his need to travel and just kind of feeling restless and has to always like be out on the road. And he was kind of like the first travel journalist and. First person to really 
circumnavigate the globe, mm. not because he was uh, like a a captain of a ship or a trader or anything, but just to do it. And and other people had done it before, of course. That's cool. Um, but the most notable thing about him was that he was completely blind. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. A twist. A twist. So he, yes, he was first blind person to circumnavigate the globe uh, in the early 1800s. Like I said, he was in the military. Um, he joined the military at age 12. He was in the the British Navy, which is very young. You're, you're apparently you're supposed to be like 13, but he lied about his age, <laughs> classic or something. He was just like a a deck boy, or I don't know what you call it. Um, but he lost his sight at age 25 due to some. It started as like ankle issues, like his ankles swelled and he couldn't put his boots on. Mm. And then that went away and then he slowly lost his height, his sight. And he thinks it's because there was like a long stretch of time on a ship where there was really bad weather and he had to be out above the deck and he was like wet the whole time and it was cold. Interesting. He thinks that might have had to do with it, but he lost it completely eventually. He could see light under like at the bottom of his left eye at some points. But um, so after he was blinded, he can't can't be in the Navy anymore. And there was a program called the Naval Knights, and that it was for uh, veterans of British military who were disabled in some way. Uh-huh. And they were, they like had a place to stay. And I th- I think they had like a yearly income and basically they just had to go to the chapel service twice a day or something hmm. but he was real bored by that because they <laughs> were kind of strict and uh so the doctor said hey you should probably go to somewhere warm and just kind of see how that does because remember at this point this is still when they were doing like bloodletting and all that oh yeah and, and like would put leeches on stuff and at one point a doctor put uh, a hot, some hot metal on his skin <laughs> to create scabs and sores because they're, I mean, you could talk about that. There's a lot of really weird, strange old medicine that went on. <laughs> yeah. So the doctor's like, hey, you should, you should just go to summer warm and just rest and see what happens. Maybe you'll get your sight back. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so he kind of did that. He, he also went to college for a few years. This is after he was blind, and a lot of the classes were just lectures and with, like, a test at the end. And so he had a really good memory. He even took classes, like, he took chemistry twice and physic three times, which is just, like, non-surgical medicine uh-huh. is what they call it. And uh, he took that three times. And so by the end of school, he was very... He knew a lot about a lot, and back in the day, there was not as much detailed information about these these topics like chemistry and uh, non-surgical medicine. So he basically was one of the very top, top educated people in the world, um, huh. especially in medicine. Um, so he began traveling around Europe. He used a 
a walking stick with metal on the end and he would tap it on stuff as he went and he would wait for the the metal clinking to come back to his ear so it's like a form of echolocation oh that's cool have you heard of flash sonar i don't know if i mentioned it uh in the deep dive episode uh where we talked about sperm whales but oh, anyway yeah a little bit yeah it's like uh, echolocation, but it's humans have learned to do it. There's a guy named Daniel Kish who is, teaches classes to blind people about how to navigate the world with like clicks, using echolocation. Right? Like- yeah, yep, yep, and and it's like it's pretty crazy accurate. As people That's get so trained, cool. they can they can like know if things are behind them or to the side of them or up and down and. Do it's you pretty think, cool. Here's, so a fun, he, yeah. here's a fun question. Do you think that you have to lose one of your other senses in order to be able to do that so that that one sense is more prevalent? I don't know really how yeah, senses I, work. I thought about, I think it'd be really cool to have Daniel Kish on and just ask him that. And like, can he teach sighted people to, to do flash sonar? Yeah, he'd probably say, and, uh, in why? Because <laughs> yeah. it'd be cool. <laughs> That's cool. That's awesome. Um, but in the, I uh, I listened to this book called uh, A Sense of the World, mm-hmm. and it was just a, about the life of James Holman. And he, the author said that it's not that your other senses senses get heightened when you lose a sense. It's that you're just more aware of those other senses and you have to rely on them more. Interesting. So you notice more things. That's like some so like, Batman-level stuff. I, I feel like that was stuff he learned in ninja school. It's like, oh, listen, <laughs> yeah. listen to all your senses, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're blind, you're not necessarily going to hear more stuff, but you'll be more aware of it and can kind of train yourself to listen to more things. That's I, interesting. I and that's that's just what the author of the book said. I don't know much about that. Yeah, I believe it. Works yeah. for me. So, um, James Holman did some some <laughs> wild stuff. He hiked uh, Mount Vesuvius, uh, which erupted two years after he summited it, and uh, he that's could cool. he could hear the rumbling underneath his feet when he was at the top, yeah. and it was like, hot. oh, that's that's less cool. That's not a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, and he actually found an old friend who had become deaf. And they traveled all over together, and they like traveled to Rome and all around Europe. Huh. And so they would just kind of walk arm in arm, and the guy that could see would guide them, and then James Holman would like talk to people. And that's so cool. <laughs> it's just like a, a, yeah, I don't know. It's just cool. Is there a movie on that specific situation? There should be. I hope so. Yeah, there should be. Um, yeah, so he went to Switzerland, Germany, Netherlands, and actually he, he enjoyed going to museums and theaters and operas and, and would feel statues and just kind of like feel everything as he went around the world. Yeah. And, uh, it kind of caught me off guard. I was just listening to this book and then it mentioned synesthesia. (gasps) Yes. Which if you don't know what that is, we talked about it last episode where, some senses get crossed. And so he said that 
every once in a while he would just get this random vision not like a vision but he like could actually see he said and it may have been some sort of temporary synesthesia or That's something interesting and uh yeah he didn't he doesn't know what it is but he claimed to have been able to see as clear as he could before mm. um so i don't know kind of interesting and then he got bit by a bug <laughs> Oh, the travel no. bug. <laughs> <laughs> so he. Had, <laughs> what a great lead in. So he, thank you. So he had a, a plan to circumnavigate the globe, and uh, he was he wanted to be one of the first ones to do a solo circumnavigation. Mm. Um, and he kept his plans a close secret because a lot of his friends and family would not want him to do that. <laughs> Naturally. So he's like, I'm not going to tell anybody so nobody can stop me. <laughs> and uh, so he took a ship up to Russia and they uh, they nearly sunk a, a coal shipping boat, like hit him or something, and they ran aground. Hmm. And uh, Holman was like, something is off. Like after spending so much time on ships, being in the Navy, he knew uh -huh. something was off. So he felt his way up to the... What's the steering? Not the steering wheel. <laughs> the big wood thing that you steer with. Take it the wheel. Take the, we'll just call it the wheel. So we went up to the wheel looking for the, pi the captain, not the pilot. And there was no captain there. So he just kind of took hold of the wheel in his flowing white uh, nightgown. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and apparently the, the captain of the ship saw him but thought it was his wife. <laughs> thought it was the captain's wife. A so he mistake. started sh shouting out commands like, uh, turn starboard. And so uh, Holman would do that. And like he kind of steered the ship out of this uh, wreckage that they were in uh -huh. and uh, back into the sea. And he <laughs> he's completely blind. So he's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Back okay. in the day, reliving the glory days. <laughs> Life so he went good. up to Russia. Yeah, went up to Russia, discovered waffles. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, sat sat down on a throne that was very sacred, and they got mad at him. And they climbed inside a cannon, and they got mad at him. <laughs> but that's just what he does. He just feels around. He's got to touch everything. That's how he can, can kind of experience everything. Of course. Um, and his plan was to go uh, on land east through Russia... And then over across to America, and then all the way back to England. Uh, but he got to Siberia, and that's kind of like a, a harsh place weather-wise and people-wise. Like, it's kind of where Russia's criminals go. Oh, nice. And they didn't trust him. They, were, they suspected he was a spy. Yeah. And he, they sent him back. Like four thousand miles. No, he had made. poor they're guy. Like, they're like, uh, you, there's no way a blind man can be doing this. So <laughs> you are probably a spy. You're not blind. You 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 can't be doing. What this. was your plan to come say uh, I'm blind? So that makes me not a spy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so he he went home, wrote a book about his travels, and kind of became a celebrity of the time. But a lot of people discredited discredited him 
for being because he was blind then he can't be much of a travel writer or like an explorer because mm-hmm. he can't see very much so that kind of bit him in in future books he didn't really talk about his blindness hmm. so he went to start again and if you're wondering how he's able to do this a solo trip blind he he's really good with people apparently like he makes a lot of friends who are high class and like in government and um, wealthy anyone who so climbs into cannons and stuff would he's he's very charming exactly mm. and uh and he meets people along the way who help him and kind of people who are traveling the same place as him he kind of sticks with one person or a group of people for a little bit and then moves on to find somebody else hmm. if he can or just a new group of people traveling a certain direction. Yeah. Which still is mind-blowing. <laughs> Honestly, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, so his his second trip, he he went... Okay, this is... If you look up a map, like a James Holman route of where he went, he starts in England, he goes down to Africa and then he crosses over the ocean to South America and then he goes back to Africa. What? Uh, up into the Indian Indian Ocean, um up over to China, then way down around to fr- he goes on the west side of Australia and then over to Sydney. Holy cow. Then he goes way down south of South America around Cape Horn up to Brazil area, and then all the way back up to England. And it took five years to do that That's trip. insane. <laughs> and Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he had a lot of adventures that you can learn about, read about in the, a sense of the world. Oh, There's not really uh, much written about this guy besides from this book. This author kind of is the one... He had to do a lot of deep research, and nobody... He was pretty unknown until very recently, like 2000s. Interesting. So among his travels, he he met a lot of Native people. He uh, survived a malaria, an outbreak of malaria. Like 90% of the ship ship's crew died, and there was only 12 of them left, including James Holman in Africa. He translated some native language to English. He learned to ride a horse, <laughs> which is mind-blowing. Like, he just listened to the hooves above, in front of him. That's scary. And just follow that. That's... <laughs> but, like, it, apparently he could ride at a at a gallop. Well, I guess... And just, like, just trust the horse, Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the horse wouldn't purposefully run into something, so... Yeah, yeah, which is kind of smart. Um, yeah, but you still got to have <laughs> some idea of where you're going. Uh, he went elephant, elephant hunting. He dodged pirates. He went on an expedition in Australia to find some uncharted land. And what a crazy guy. One, one time he climbed to the top of a ship's mast, uh, just for entertainment to like entertain <laughs> the other people. Cause he, he used to do that back in his Navy days. yeah and he said he was since being blind he was immune to heights 
and oh. tight places. Yeah, it's one way to think about it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Except um, he also mentioned when his hands got really cold, then it was sort of like being doubly blind because oh, you, can't, yeah. if you can't feel with your hands, then. Which he probably that's experienced how you a lot sailing. See. Yeah, yeah. And going across lots of Russia. Yeah, for sure. Um, he met. Yeah, he he uh, had direct contact with at least two hundred distinctly different cultures throughout his travels. Wow! And by his death in eighteen fifty seven, he traveled about a quarter of a million miles. What? Which is uh, about the distance to the moon. He sailed to the moon. Yeah. About. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And what an impressive man. Yeah, and at the time. In terms of mileage and the numbers of culture, the number of cultures he encountered, he was the most well-traveled explorer in world history. And I read wow. one one place that mileage-wise, the top three explorers of the time didn't like, combined didn't travel as far as he did. Holy cow! I yeah. guess if you find the thing you're into, <laughs> and you really get into it. That's so crazy. I can't even imagine. That makes me feel bad for spending this whole day learning how to read Korean. <laughs> I should have been out doing something. You should have been <laughs> traveling the world. Yeah, it's just... Oh, wait. Actually, I forgot to add this to my notes. Uh, there's a guy who's actually doing this today that I just found. Um, his name's... Oh, that's cool. Tony Giles, he's also British, but his goal is to visit every single country in the world. Oh, my. And, and he's completely blind and 80% deaf in both ears. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's absolutely That's... insane. Uh, it says he's visited over 130 countries so far, plus all seven continents and all 50 states of the USA. That's I mean, and he he's doing 50, it solo too. That's so cool. Even the 50 states is a feat, I think. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's a oh. I I just wonder I never really got a good grasp of how Holman was able to pay for it. Uh-huh. I think being part of like the Naval Knights, he got some money. Help him out a little bit. I don't know how he's able to afford it. I know it was really cheap, and he did it frugally, but... Well, and probably if he just met the right people over and over, they maybe helped him out. Somehow. Yeah, that's true. He did He did live with a couple different people for, like, months at a time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, like, wealthy people, too. So maybe that Man. has to do with it. That's so cool. Really interesting. Yeah, if you want more details, you can uh, read or listen to A Sense of the World. Very interesting. Mm. And that will be linked in the show notes yes. as well. As always, hopefully. As all Unless as I if. forget. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So how, do you have any questions about how a blind man would travel the world? that I may be forgetting to answer? Uh, 
I mean, I, it's almost so absurd that I can't have questions because it's just, there's, there'd be too much to figure out. Yeah, I feel like just there's everything, even things you wouldn't think of, you have to take into account for. Like, yeah. Oh, especially like he would go places where he didn't know the language at all. And yeah, that's so kind of mind blowing. And he would just I have mean, to like that's, yeah. act it out or find somebody who knows some language. Like he knew a little bit of uh, French and Russian, I think. And he would like learn languages as he went. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know how you would. But like, yeah, even the logistics of like if you became blind all of a sudden, but you stayed right where you were, like where you grew up it would still be a whole new world even though you've been like to places for years and you know the layouts and something or, and all that. So to go to somewhere brand new where it's, it would be even harder to mm-hmm. get around and figure out like where you even were, that's just so crazy. Yeah, because like, yeah, at your house, you know spatially where everything is. And you don't necessarily have to see it because you you know you're used to it. But yeah, new places you just have to click and feel, I guess, and figure it out. Like, what if you end up somewhere that's completely different than what you expected, and you? Uh, it's I I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, and and I think he his goal or strategy was to just rely on people helping him. Yeah. And uh which worked out. But just just always being near somebody and not being like completely alone anywhere. But Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> so. it, it seemed like he always had somebody like a traveling companion at different points in his journeys. That's so cool. Uh yeah, so that's the story of James Holman the blind traveler. And one of the first people to circumnavigate the globe solo. That's crazy. Man, uh, you always come with the most random topics. Like, they're the the most unique things that nobody's ever heard of. That's the goal. I kind of want to be, like, the the first to to break news to people. Mm, Mr. Breaking News. Have you heard about the the blind traveler? That's why... (laughs) That's why I was excited about the mysterious monolith thing because it was like the new thing going around. Yeah. <laughs> Could kind of get out and talk about it, but there wasn't anything there. It was like, yeah, a couple of weeks ago it showed up. Now it's gone. Now it's not no here. One, no one really knows what that was about, <laughs> but we're going to move on. <laughs> it's just kind of weird, but whatever. Yeah. I guess we'll see. We'll see yeah, what happens. It'll be fun to see. I'll I'll Google it periodically to see if there's anything new. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bring the report. Okay, so at the end here, uh, we each give 30 seconds to explain to you, the listeners, why you should vote for us. And then after that, it's your job to jump on either on the link below in the podcast or on our social media uh, on Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram, Instagram at Learn yes. Podcast. Uh, jump on there and vote for who you thought 
one this episode and then come uh, Sunday, the Sunday after the release of this, we'll pick a winner and then the loser will. Loser's got to do the punishment. Yeah, what punishment do we decide on? Yeah, so the punishment for this episode is the loser has to only use uh, talk to text for a week. (laughs) Yeah. So you can't type anything on your phone keyboard. You just have to use Siri or the little mic button on your keyboard. Yeah. So the keyboard, other than the mic button, is completely off limits for one week for the loser. Which, the more I think about it, the more horribly inconvenient that seems. Yeah. There's <laughs> just going to be one of those ones that's it's not really bad. But over time, just, it's going to get annoying. Just frustrating. Yeah. But maybe maybe one of us will like it better, and maybe this will be like a life hack. Maybe. I'm never using a keyboard again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think that's going to be me. I think I'm going to appreciate my keyboard even more. Yeah, probably. Especially in like a setting where you have to be quiet, and you're just like whispering to your phone. <laughs> hey, Siri. Say. <laughs> yeah, it's going to stink. Uh, And with that said, here is why you should vote for me so I don't have to do that horrible thing. Um, I just presented you with some information that would help you maneuver this world with a little bit more ease, less stress, less pressure. Um, You know, you can just get the focus off of you, off of, you know, get the spotlight onto someone else and then just accept that life is good and no one's really noticing all the details. Um, and you should vote for Caleb because his topic was really good. Yeah. I was kidding. <laughs> no, no, I, to, no take backs, no take backs. <laughs> uh, you should vote for me because uh, James Holman is inspiring and he mm. didn't let his limitations limit him. Mm. He didn't let, let his limitations limit his invitations to see the world. <laughs> That's like he got bit by the bug. Like <laughs> oh, and he got bit by a bug, a travel bug. A travel bug. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be on a t-shirt someday. <laughs> I got bit by the bug. And then the back of the shirt will say a travel bug. <laughs> so, either way you look at it, unless you're spinning around looking at both sides of the person, you'll be confused. <laughs> a travel. <laughs> oh, they're a, a travel, travel bug. bug. What? <laughs> 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 the front would just say, I got bit by a bug. Yeah. That doesn't mean oh, anything. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I kind of want that shirt now. That's funny. <laughs> just like a statement. I am 23. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, that's just about it over here. Once again, head over to our social media at Learn Podcast. Um, we have lots of fun over there, and you can watch my uh, reading in Korean video if you'd like. It's very, it's like, it's not entertaining, but it's it's very funny just to think <laughs> that you learned how Wait, to read wh- Korean. What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> You'll be just, bored the whole time, but it's hilarious. <laughs> no, just l- watching you uh, stutter through Korean, <laughs> just the the idea is funny, but watching it for two minutes... I admit, could get a little bit boring if you're not into it. But (laughs) even you don't have to watch the whole thing. (laughs) Just the idea is so funny. I I still get get a kick out out of it. Okay, um, 
so the thousand <laughs> push-ups club we have one yeah. new inductee to the thousand uh. push-ups club joel welch uh completed a thousand push-ups in seven days and has joined me to be the second member of the thousand push-ups club so if you want to do that we'll send you a certificate an e-certificate and uh, yes. you can join the club uh do you think you you should probably do it caleb yeah, I'll join the club. You think Wait. You, you think you could? Except it, it was a punishment. You, Actually, hold on. You don't have to do it because it, it was, was a punishment. Your punishment. Yes. Yep. So if you want to join the club, I guess. This is an, an invitation. Those e-certificates are pretty cool. I'll do it if someone else if someone else here's how about this? If someone one of the listeners messages on us on Instagram and says, I'll do it if Caleb does it, then oh, I will okay. do it. Do it with so, somebody? Yep. One of the listeners has to follow, or if they're already following, just message and say, I'm in if Caleb's in, and then I'll do okay. it. There's my deal. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Welcome to the club, Joel. Uh, also, if you would like to rate us, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts and give us a five star review, then I would like that. <laughs> wow. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, just a really well considered sentence. <laughs> that's that's about as considerate as it gets. If you like it, <laughs> I'll like it. Then I will too. <laughs> uh, definitely leave a review. Uh, just to make Josiah happy. You all like to make Josiah happy, so just do it. And uh, write a funny review. Yeah. And make me laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, that's all I got. You got yeah. anything else? Yeah, I don't. I think, I think that's all I got, too. Okay, cool. Well, that is the end, then, of episode 13. We'll catch you guys in the next episode, which will be themed. Stay yes, tuned it will. for more. And uh, get excited. Get pumped. Yeah. Uh, okay, Larry, play us out. <laughs>